Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Can you hear me? Good morning. I can hear you loud and clear. Coming to you live from beautiful Canary Wharf this morning. Sun is shining. The old-fashioned city worker is out and about. Happy days are here again. So you finally got into the office. <laughs> I am in the office regularly, uh, despite people suggesting to the contrary of that. Apart from when I'm travelling around the world meeting our clients, I'm here every day uh, at the cold face, chipping away. Good to hear you. And how's your leg? How you, have you recovered from your fall? <laughs> I'm all right. I played tennis last night. I had a tennis lesson last night. I played okay, so uh, I'm back in in good spirits, physically and mentally. Great. Well, the markets. Uh, what about the U.S. Uh, inflation report? Yeah, U.S. equity markets arose. The dollar recovered and Treasury yields eased back as investors reacted to the latest U.S. inflation report that showed further moderation in price pressures. Headline CPI rose four, sorry, 0.37% month on month and 4.9% year on year in April. Remember that compares to 5% in March. Core consumer prices rose four tenths one cent. The annual rate there also ticked down to 5.5%. Turns a breakdown of the report. Core goods prices actually rose slightly more than expected, helped by robust increase in used car prices, which was partially offset by declining prices for airfares, hotels, and new cars. Shelter component, I think, has been important. Remember, this makes up a third of the CPI index. Rose four tenths of one cent last month, but that's the smallest increase that we've seen in a year. I think it's seen as a positive because expectations were that housing, which is a lagging indicator, would take longer to moderate. So overall, annual inflation has now moderated for 10 consecutive months. CPI is back below 5% for the first time in two years. Remember that compares to a peak of 9.1% in June 2022. Our expectations we were talking about yesterday is that inflation will continue to moderate as the year progresses got US CPI printing at 2.5% in December. So I think the easing of those price pressures, early signs that US labour markets are starting to gradually cool, and the impact of previous hiking of interest rates and, of course, the banking crisis, which is causing timing of financial conditions, is enough to justify that pausing signal that was offered by the FOMC at last week's meeting. Opening calls on the European bourses looking positive this morning. Got Euro stocks up 13 points. FTSE 100 in London up 18 points. That's over in Frankfurt up 47 points. And the Bank of England is widely expected to raise interest rates today for a 12th consecutive time in an attempt to stop prices rising. What's going to happen there? Yeah, exactly right. At midday, we expect the Monetary Policy Committee to step up to the decision plate and deliver another 25 basis point hike, taking UK base rates up to 4.5%. Still remain under pressure. Unlike in the United States, we haven't seen that moderation in uh, price pressures. In fact, UK inflation is still printing in double digits. Mark CPI came in at 10.1%. Economic activity has been more resilient than anticipated. UK economy grew by four tenths of one percent in January. April's PMI was revised higher. UK house prices returned to growth last month for the first time since August. And demand for consumer credit has also been rising. That probably gives the bank being the room to manoeuvre they've been looking for. After this uh, meeting, we expect one more additional quarter point increase of the June meeting. 
and rates on hold through the course of the rest of this year and probably deep into 2024. And uh, Disney's a streaming service. Yeah, a little bit of disappointment coming through from Disney. Disney actually reported second quarter sales and profits in line with analyst expectations and a smaller loss in its streaming business. Shares down nearly 3% in after-hours trading this after announcing that it lost subscriber numbers at Disney Plus for the second straight quarter. Flagship Disney Plus posted a loss of $659 million. She's significantly lower than the $850 million that analysts had projected. Disney introduced a new ad-supported version of its streaming service and hiked the ad-free version by 38%. While that decision has boosted revenue, appears it comes at the cost of subscriber numbers. Paid subscribers fell to 157.8 million and it's expecting 163 million. But overall, you have to say that Disney is still doing very well. Total revenue rose 13%. Theme parks have been bouncing back quite nicely. Uh, certainly in international operations now matching those we've been seeing in the United States. But higher costs of sports programming, lower advertising has been hitting its TV business, particularly the likes of ESPN. In reaction to that, Disney are being aggressive in terms of trying to cut costs. In fact, its chief executive said they'll take $5.5 billion worth of costs out of the business. That includes cutting 7,000 workers. But certainly lots of focus on that streaming business, what the subscriber numbers look like and what the cost base is going to be. And the foreign exchanges, please, Hank. And against dollar coming in at 126 this morning, euro dollar just below 110, one euro and 15 cents for your British pound this morning. Well, it's good to hear that you can't believe you're up and about playing tennis. Uh, tomorrow's theme is uh, for Feel Good Friday. It's your favourite workout song or wake-up song. So come on, what's Ooh. yours? For uh, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. Okay, we'll play that for you tomorrow, Hank. Well, have a great day, Hank, and speak to you tomorrow at the same time. Speak tomorrow. Hank Potts from Barclays. The fall in the spectrum.